0: Hey, this is Greg and Zach. Welcome back to the Harvestgate podcast. Summer is in full swing. It's hot as blazes out in Ohio. And we're back with July 2020, part one. Today, we're gonna be talking coffee, talking monthly updates. Uh, We're gonna spend a few minutes in the recap, looking back at some of our recent services. Zach, it's great to chat with you today.
1: As always, it's great to be here.
0: Oh, man. Um, Let's start us off a little bit on the lighter side. I had a lot of fun with this in the last episode, part two in June. Um, And give us a a great joke to start us off.
1: Okay, here we go. So there were three little boys in the schoolyard, uh, and they were bragging about their dads. And the first little boy says, My dad scribbles a few words on a piece of paper, and then he calls it a poem, and people give them... Fifty And the second little boy says, oh, that's nothing. My dad scribbles uh, a few words on a piece of paper, and he calls it a song, and they give him $100. And the third boy says, oh, that is nothing. I got you guys both beat. My dad scribbles a few words onto a piece of paper. He calls it a sermon, and it takes eight people to collect up all the money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And they got baskets and buckets and
1: baskets and buckets and
0: (laughs) And on special holidays, they got extra people. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's a good one. I love it. I I, wish that (laughs) were true. (laughs) (laughs) If only it were that easy. Um, you know, I, I I really enjoyed starting off on the lighter side last time. Just felt good to get a smile on my face. Uh, you know, getting us started. Not that, not that we're not happy to be here and, and, you know, be talking and, and doing this together. It's always fun. So Uh, Always enjoyed it. I did want to take a minute, though, to talk about uh, what's brewing in my coffee life right now. Uh, And I don't know what it is, if like my routine is out of whack or something or what's going on. But I have realized a few days recently, um, I'm going to say three or four times in the last week or two, I have uh, gotten up, you know, done the majority of my regular morning routine. And I get downstairs to make my coffee. I make my coffee. And then I just like don't drink it or I drink a quarter of it or I drink half of it. And then at 10, 11, you know, maybe noon while I'm at work, I'm like, why am I so tired? And then I realize my coffee is sitting there on my desk, like half drank. I mean, I guess. That is a like, I a huge bummer. <laughs> it, it, is, it is a huge bummer. And I don't really know why or what's going on, because in my brain, I'm like, I need this. Uh
1: but- so I will I will tell you if there are any moms on uh who are listening to our podcast today, uh they're saying this is a regular occurrence for me. Uh, because when you have three kids or you have like multiple kids, you get so wrapped up in momming uh that they're like, I right, didn't I forgot to drink my coffee because I had to get breakfast for this one and I had to change this diaper and I like it was just crazy and then I realized <laughs> that my coffee was cold. So Greg, I think that if we could invent a coffee mug that keeps that like sets a reminder that it goes off, it buzzes or something like that, <laughs> like and beeps if you your, set it
0: down for too long. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, maybe
0: oh, we could market
1: it to uh, stay-at-home mothers or fathers for that matter or uh for people like you Greg who just have not uh
0: you know it's just my ADHD coming through and me just being so distracted by you know shiny things or something that I forget all about my coffee and it takes me 2 hours to connect the dots of me being tired and having only had like 2 sips of coffee so I'll tell you uh,
1: what my problem has been lately is so I've talked about how I've done, like, uh, I've been doing contracting, general contracting work. Mm-hmm. And as you said in our intro, it has been so hot lately. Oh, man. That I want coffee and I want, like, my normal kind of coffee that I normally do. But I don't want coffee because it's so hot. It's like I just want water or something refreshing. And while I love coffee, it's not often refreshing. And so I know that they make cold brew and all that. Like I like I know that there's a simple solution to it. But you know how sometimes you you know we've normal.
0: We've talked about this. This is how I do my coffee. So you make it the night before. We make it the night before, or maybe it's from yesterday and we didn't drink it all. Uh, but it's in the fridge and it is cold. And it will stay cold without ice for a long time. I think coffee is kind of weird. Like if you make it hot, it doesn't stay hot that long. Like, it'll get room temperature in, what, half an hour, maybe? Uh, So you've got, like, a finite amount of time, and there's, like, a butter zone in there where, you know, you kind of have to start drinking it faster, or else it's going to be room temperature. Um, Yeah. So for me, I I really like the cold coffee, because I can just kind of drink it at my own speed. Apparently, that speed is now reduced to below zero for some reason. Um, But either way.
1: Yeah, and one of the other things I found, too, is that when I do drink iced coffee, it's gone in, like, a second. Like I mm. might stop at, you know, we've talked about river road here. I've, I might stop at river road. Like uh, the other day I stopped, um, on our way back from playing disc golf. I, and from the time I left river road to the time that I got home, my drink was gone. Um, yeah, but and... I think that
0: like ice coffee, the problem is you end up with, and they do this at McDonald's. They do it at Starbucks. They do it everywhere. Is they put so much ice in it because they can charge you like you think you're getting a good price. Oh, it's like a dollar eighty-nine or something, but there's like less than a cup of coffee in there because it's just a ton of gigantic ice cubes. And so every time I order it from Starbucks or any of these places, I'll ask for light ice, like half the ice they normally put in. You know, because you just don't need that much to keep it cold. And that's ultimately why we don't even do iced coffee at home. We just want to get the ice out of the equation. Uh, I get a full cup, and it's a big cup of coffee. You've seen the cup of coffee I drink. It is. Um, uh, you know, it's probably the it's the equivalent if you're using the the coffee pot measurement on the side. It's four cups, quote unquote, um, that I have, and and that's no ice, just cold. So,
1: so Greg, I just thought of another brilliant idea. Yeah, coffee ice cubes.
0: I love it. Let's let's sell it immediately. Let's go. Yep. Harvest Gate coffee ice cubes. At stores near you coming 20 something. Um,
1: <laughs> 20 sometime <laughs> when the world's not falling apart.
0: Hey, you know what? I we could probably get some scientists to tell us that viruses can't survive inside coffee ice cubes and then boom, we're ready.
1: You know what? We could Rock and roll. I mean, we're not about being unethical, but we could tell people that it cures coronavirus.
0: I mean, people believe anything these days, uh, but <laughs> <It's true. laughs> but I think we'll keep it above board. And thankfully, now that we've talked about it in public, I think we'll be OK. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so everybody everybody can keep us honest on that one. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, it, you know, it, I, I love getting some coffee conversation in because uh, it is a part of our identity and a part of kind of the uh, origination of Harvestgate as a concept. So it's fun to to think about and talk about Speaking of which, um, you know, that being part of our long-term plans, let's get an update on anything we can update on. You know, uh, obviously a lot of the world is still kind of a big uh, question mark shaped enigma wrapped in a paradox or something. Um, What can we say about what's happening?
1: Uh, We are still having church. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, we're still meeting on the regular. Um, and we're still fundraising. So, um, you know, Liz and I were talking the other day that, uh, like we are content knowing that, you know, God gave us this dream, um, uh, of, you know, of opening a coffee house and, uh, doing the church thing. And the good news is we're doing the church thing. Um, we're just kind of waiting for, um, uh for for god to release us so to speak um uh to to do the coffee thing um so uh we are just doing life um i have been uh, as i've talked many times it seems um that I've been doing construction stuff, building decks, laying tile, doing backsplash, setting cabinets, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's yeah, my I, like. If ahead.
0: I can uh, tell a quick story about that, which I think people will find humorous, we have our you know group uh, message, our group chat for everybody in Harvestgate, and we coordinate like who's doing what food for service, and you know are we going to switch to Wednesdays instead of Fridays or whatever. Um, and I think the other day while I was working, I I don't remember if I was on a break or something, but you sent out a group FaceTime. Like I got a notification from you in the group message. I was like, huh, that's weird. Uh, I can't, I don't remember anyone saying we were going to do like a group FaceTime, but uh, that's cool. So Uh, (laughs) Right. So I had a, we'll just do a pop up church on on FaceTime. You know, it could be right now. Uh, (laughs) um, uh, But I I just remember going like, oh, I I wonder what that's about. Well, I'll answer. So I jumped in and it said only one person was in it. So I assumed like uh, everybody just ignored it or whatever. Uh, And it was very clearly your pocket. And so I could like hear you like rummaging around in the background. And I'm just like I started like yelling into it to get your attention, and I yeah. just remember you like pulled the phone out, and you're right there like in the middle of a partially built deck, and I was just like, look at you being like Jesus, just building <laughs> stuff, <laughs> being a carpenter, being getting a it carpenter. done. That's what I'm talking about. What's <laughs> so that? you're out there, you're out there setting examples, you know, <laughs> getting it done.
1: Yeah, and that, it's been that's been really. Uh... It's been fruitful. Uh, this past week, I had a great conversation with with a woman who we were doing some work with, and man, you know, like we've said that at Harvest Gate, we want to, we're a church for all people, but we especially want to be a church for people who have been hurt by the church or burned by the church or disenfranchised for the from the church or just who don't have any association with the church. Um, and I talked to a woman, um, who had, man, she had just, she had been put through the ringer from her previous, from her previous church. Um, and really traumatic kind of stuff, but like it happened because I was there doing work for her. Um, and we were able to have great conversation. I said, you know, like we want to be a church, um, uh, you know i found that a lot of people are cool with jesus they're just not so cool with the church and she like raised her hand and she talked about how she and her her children have have like ptsd from bad church experiences it broke my heart but it also gave me a bit of excitement not at her her hurt and her suffering but knowing that we are a church that exist for people like that, uh, that there are people who, uh, you know, she, she said that she's interested in, in participating. She lives in Columbus. So right now with us meeting in Newark, it's not super advantageous for her to do that. But when we mm-hmm. get over to Columbus, whenever that may be, um, you know, I'm going to call her up and see if she wants to come check it out. Um, but it gave me hope uh, and an excitement knowing that, you know when i explained to her what it is that we do that she was interested in that uh and it 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 solidified this uh, this dream this vision this calling from god to be a church for people uh who who need a a place to heal uh maybe they need a place um to to reconstruct their faith you know language that I've heard a lot lately of people deconstructing their faith. But a lot of times when people deconstruct their faith, they don't have a place to reconstruct it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping also that Harvestgate can be a place where people can reconstruct their faith. Um, and so the two most recent jobs that I have done, um, I was able to talk to two people and invite them to Harvestgate. And both of those people live in Columbus, <laughs> and they're both interested in coming and being a part once we get over to columbus
0: so that was exciting yeah and that's great i mean you know it's just one of those um one of those things where you just have to do what you have to do right like that's yeah. you're out there getting it done because that's what you need to do right now and it's a uh, you know uh, not you know <laughs> i think if if somebody had come to you uh a few months ago when we were talking about like the well, gosh a few months ago it's been like seven or eight months now i guess but um you know, early on in, in kind of the conceptual, conceptualization of Harvestgate and said, Hey, uh, do you want to uh you know take a break from the kind of momentum that you've built up and uh do manual labor? You would have been like,
1: No. No,
0: no, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well but, I, like know. so there's a proverb. It's proverb um thirteen twelve. Um and I, I feel like Uh, I'm, I'm seeing this lived out. Um, and it says this, a hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Um, and Liz and I were talking the other day that like, we're genuinely in a place of being okay and content with where we are in life. Do we want to open up a coffee house? Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, um, I think I've gotten past a lot of the emotional side of things. Um, 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 The the frustration, the anger, the hurt, whatever negative emotions are there. uh, I think that I've worked through a lot of those and now I'm genuinely in a place of contentment um, and just trusting God's timing and things. So yeah, Um, but like seeing people, seeing the fruit of 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 harvest gate has been good um mm-hmm. you know even you know uh just what happens uh, on a week to week basis on wednesdays has been great and uh refreshing for my soul so well said um, you know, so I think at the moment, we
0: don't have a lot to update on. Uh, maybe by the time we roll around to July 2020, part two, we'll have more information about upcoming events, possibly, uh, or any other uh, other relevant news that we can share. And we'll always uh, keep you updated. I think this is a platform we initially created because we wanted to share the story of Harvestgate from beginning to question mark, right? Um, yeah. to, to wherever we end up. And I think we've done a good job of doing that so far, uh, just defining the process and who we are and what we are and why we are. Um, and now we're in a phase of, you know, what we are is happening every week. And so we can share what that's like and, uh, and you know, where things are right now. And mm-hmm. And I think being transparent and candid about that and honest about that is, Uh, A benefit for anyone who's interested in trying to do the same thing or to be a part of it um, that they can look at it and go, "Okay, well, I at least know exactly what to expect because uh, it's all out there in the open to see. So I think that's, you know, I've always really appreciated that we were on board to do that from the get go. So um, anything else you want to add before we move on and recap uh, some of our recent services?
1: I don't think so. Uh, I wish that there was more to update, but uh, there's really not a whole lot to update.
0: All right. More coming soon. Stay tuned, um, yeah, at least for a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. uh, so moving on to the recap, uh, you know, this is a segment we're going to try and do uh, maybe in each episode, maybe once a month, where we want to really just talk about a somewhat quick summary of what have we been talking about in our services? And we've we've kind of elaborated a little bit on this in previous episodes, talking about uh, going through the book of John and so on. So um, I won't spoil all of it. Zach, tell us a little bit about what we've been covering in recent weeks. And also, uh, what have been some of your uh, most important takeaways from what we've been talking about? Because there's a point in each service where you ask all of us attending, you know, what did we, you know, how did that particular uh, passage or video or scripture make us feel, think, you know, et cetera. Um, what have been the takeaways that you're feeling from everything?
1: Yeah. So uh, I keep coming back to this, this whole idea, and this is so simple. It's aggravating, but the point of church um the point of of studying the scriptures, the point of of all that we do should be um, this and 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 I think that we're doing it well, I hope, and maybe you can push back on that, and I'm happy for you to do that, even on the air here, Greg. But the point of all of this should be, um, that whatever we're doing, that when we are interpreting and applying scripture, we should always be like, it should always lead to us following in the way of Jesus. Um, and so going through the book of John, uh, I got to say, it's all about Jesus. Um, the whole mm-hmm. Bible is all about Jesus. It all points to him. Um, Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert! Uh, uh, he's born, he lives, he dies, he resurrects. Um, um, um. But I've, I've, I've just been. Man, Jesus does a really good job at be being, being compassionate towards those who I would say don't deserve it, and I'm using finger quotes here. Um,
0: oh, I saw those,
1: yeah <laughs> uh, who who don't deserve it, you know, like all those sinful, like openly sinful people, but he's really critical um of the religious elite,
0: or even um, some of his
1: uh, followers, right? Some of his followers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, like openly rebuking people. and man. All I see, like you know, this past week we talked. Uh, we were in John chapter twelve, uh, reading about Jesus coming into Jerusalem, the the triumphant entry into Jerusalem, signify like that's it's the it's a passage that is marked by Palm Sunday um, that we celebrate mm-hmm. the Sunday before Easter, Resurrection Sunday, and and what I talked about. Uh, What we shared about was that Jesus came in a way different than Pilate. Pilate was coming from the north, probably with the big military parade, riding on some war horse and chariot and um, coming to show all of the might of Rome, if you will. And then Jesus comes in a completely opposite fashion. He comes not with military might, but riding on a donkey's colt. So not even... Uh, you know, I, I read this, this quote by Brian Zond. It says, Jesus entered Jerusalem from the opposite direction and in the opposite manner that Pilate entered the city. Instead of riding on a powerful war horse like Pilate, Jesus rides a donkey, and not even a full-grown donkey, but a donkey's colt. We can picture the ridiculous sight as Jesus rides a donkey so small that his feet drag on the ground. <laughs> Jesus' triumphant entry <laughs> was the anti-military parade. It was a mockery of Rome's intimidating show of military power. Imagine like a, a mock mil- Yeah,
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry. Imagine
1: sorry. a mock military parade where peace protesters are riding tricy- tricycles instead of <laughs> tanks and you get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> and man, Jesus just lives so counter to the rest of the world. Uh look on the internet and everybody has to be right and everybody has to use their power and Everybody else is idiots. And Jesus just comes in humbly, meekly, and you know what? He, he, uh, he shows compassion, what I would say, to the lowest common denominator of society, mm-hmm. those who are often marginalized. And those who are, who are the elite, he, he often, not always, but often comes to them in rebuke for marginalizing those who are the lowest common denominator in, uh, and it's such a, a way that's different than the world that we live in today. And I just want to come back and say it's we got to get back to the ways of Jesus. We got to get back to the ways of Jesus. Not, uh, and, and I see this going a lot, around a lot now that people are worried about our religious freedoms, um, and Jesus didn't really seem to care about that. Uh, <laughs> Jesus lived in an occupied, like he lived as an occupied people uh, in a land that was occupied, and uh, they had some freedoms. But when those freedoms were taken away, you know what Jesus said: "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing." Uh, man, if we could get back to Jesus, that's that's been my big takeaway from reading through the Book of John's. If we could just get back to Jesus. Um, and, you know, there's, there's individual lessons that we can learn there through each of his, these different stories. But Jesus is a different kind of king uh, coming in, in a different kind of way. Uh, and I think that that's what the Gospels really do a great job at showing us. So you started to say something, and I talked over you. What were you saying, Greg?
0: Well, I talked over you first, so it's fair. Um <laughs> No, I was just thinking, uh, you know, like I, I I, feel like sometimes sitting in and listening to the services and and also like listening to uh, some of your, you know, uh, uh, explanations here on the podcast. Um, you know, I'm not a I'm not I don't have any expertise in this area. I'm not well learned in it. And so I feel a lot of times like my role is to just offer like comedic relief, you know. If I think of something <laughs> funny to say, I need to find an opportunity to drop it in just to, you know, enhance the experience. Uh, and I'm just imagining like, you know, someone misinterpreted Jesus riding on this really tiny donkey and he was just walking and like the donkey just walked between his legs or something like somebody's just like, oh, look at him riding that donkey. But like what? that donkey's like just lost or something. <laughs> Somebody, lost. Somebody's out there in the crowd like, where's my donkey, man? Uh, just having a rough day, so uh, that's my my very off topic, not <laughs> not learned uh, contribution to this discussion.
1: Yeah, <laughs> That was oh, all right. What can I say?
0: <laughs> hey, you know, uh, in the same way that Harvest Gate's open about you know our process and our progression and our updates and where we are and what we're doing, uh, I feel like I've been open about where I'm at from the beginning. So you know, if you go, if y'all yeah. thought well, I was the expert here. You're in the wrong place. Uh, You got to listen to Zach. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, And he'll also tell you when he doesn't. So it seems fair.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, You know what? I I love that you're open and that you feel comfortable being, uh, you know, not only attending uh, a church, but being, you know, a a really crucial and vital part of what it is that we do. Like that it warms my heart uh yeah you know i
0: I definitely feel more comfortable with like attending harvest gate service for example uh and talking about stuff with you or with emily and stuff like that i do find situations like when i'm just out in the world and people are talking uh where you know, I'm still not, I'm not, I'm, I've never been confrontational. I think we might've talked about this at some point, but I I identify with the uh, dinosaur from Toy Story, which I think his very first line in the first movie is, uh, I don't like confrontations. And so I'm kind <laughs> of right there with him. Uh, so, you know, people will say things either for or against religion in some way or church in some way or whatever. And I, you know, um, you know, God doesn't want me to do this or have this or something. And, and I'm not learned and I haven't read the Bible and I haven't, you know, but I've gone to church for a long time. And even in my limited capacity, I want to correct them and say like, I don't think that's how it works. But <laughs> at the same time, I'm not confrontational enough to say anything. So I'm like, whatever, man, <laughs> let me just move on. So, you know, I, it's, uh, it's complicated, but I think I'm, I'm comfortable where I'm at anyways, and I don't need, I'm not, I don't feel the need for anyone to, uh, you know, I don't, I don't mind sharing. I think in the past I would have been like, you know, maybe a little bit like my parents, I think taught me like, you don't talk about politics, you don't talk about religion and you don't talk about, there's probably something else I can't remember, uh, like for, you know, dinner conversation, right? Those topics are, you know, off the table. Um, and I don't mind them being on the table in a sort of fair and, and, uh, polite discussion, but the fair and polite discussions are hard to find these days.
1: Tell me about it. Who would have no, thought no. that wearing a mask could have been politicized?
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Uh,
1: <laughs> and that's a good place to wrap up. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, yeah. That's a whole nother story wear your masks, people. I don't care if anyone thinks it's controversial. Um, And I'll, I guess I'll get confrontational on that topic, but anyways, (laughs) um, thank you very much for recapping a little bit. We'll continue to do that. I think it's nice for anyone who's not able to attend. And, you know, we've talked about, um, you know, looking at uh, analytics and hearing from people that have listened to the podcast that are across the country. And even I think our website has showed people in Africa and really cool stuff. So Uh, You know, we we love that people listen and that they're tuned in to hear what's going on. And even if you can't be there with us in person, we want you to connect in in as many ways as you can. And if that's through uh, hearing about what we've been hearing about here on the podcast or uh, reaching out to us and joining us virtually, uh, you know, any of those would be uh, welcome.
1: Yes, 100 percent.
0: All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for continuing to stay safe out there. And, Zach, thank you for your time today. That's all for us. It's been fun. Follow us on social media at Harvestgate Network.
1: There are several ways you can engage with us and support the Harvestgate Network at harvestgate.org.
0: You can subscribe to the Harvestgate podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. If you're as excited as we are about this project, please consider supporting us by sharing, joining our prayer team, or donating on our website.
1: Thanks for listening to the Harvestgate podcast. Connecting faith to families, communities, and marketplaces.